Some morgues filling fast. All 50 states across our nation now have COVID cases on the rise by at least double digits. California is in crisis again. Daily case counts doubling here in just 10 days. Long lines for testing stretch from dawn to dusk. Dr. David Gitzig is a cardiologist working at three hospitals, Good Samaritan, St. Catharines, as well as Southside, and he has an office in Smithtown as well as Bayshore. Dr. David Gitzig is experienced with COVID and its effects, and his responses to my questions will provide a true insight to listeners about how scary and uncertain this year has been for him. So, Dr. Gitzig, what was your initial reaction to all the COVID information on the news beginning in March 2020? I think it was very shocking and scary because we heard about this illness in China, but we didn't really think that it would spread here initially. Uh, we hadn't had experienced anything like this in the last hundred years. So it was really just uh, very shocking when we started hearing about all the cases uh, near us. So do you th- how do you feel about entering lockdown? What was your first thought when everything began to shut down? So it was a little scary in the fact that with my line of work, we can't shut down or lock down. So, you know, my kids were home, other people I knew were home from work, but people still had heart issues and some people had heart issues related to COVID. So we still had to go to work every day. So it was a little surreal that I was still doing my job when the rest of the world was at home. Yeah, that's amazing. Do you have a singular experience with a patient that made you very uneasy about coming into your office and being around other people? I think uh, the scariest thing, I guess, when the first patients I saw dying in the hospital because they were coming in and we were trying to treat them, but we didn't really know what to do with them. And there weren't really good uh, treatments. So people were being put on ventilators and then some would, were dying. And it was scary that this was an illness that we didn't really have a good treatment for. Were a lot of these patients previous patients or were a lot of them new Uh, Both. So there were some that we were just assigned to in the hospital when uh, some of these patients had cardiac issues, but some were patients uh, that were patients of our practice for a long time, and either them or uh, their spouses, unfortunately, uh, got sick from the disease. So being that you had a lot of experience with many deaths this past year, at which point did you feel the most stressed? I think I was most stressed with the fact that we didn't know how it would spread. So I'd go to the hospital and we thought originally that it was from the surfaces. So, you know, you'd wear gloves and then you'd have to go to patient's room, but then you had to touch a computer and then you had to examine the patient. And we didn't know just even touching an elevator button that you could get sick. And we didn't know if you could bring it home to your family. So the fact that we didn't know how it was transmitted and it was scary that, you know, I was worried about making my my family sick as well. So speaking of... um COVID spreading, COVID spreading on surfaces, what measures did the hospital you work in take, as well as the office, to try to ensure the safety for all of its doctors and stop the spread? So the hospitals you know, tried to do a good job, but it took time. Unfortunately, there wasn't enough equipment early on. So these N95 masks that we used for years on tuberculosis patients, um, they were never reused. You'd use it once and throw it out. And unfortunately, they'd give you one and say, hold on to it. We don't know if you'll get another one. And whether it's contaminated or multiple rooms, that's what you sort of had to use. Um, you know, gowns, eventually, they, they got enough of. But uh, it was really the issue with the mask that was uh, the most disconcerting. And, you know, eventually, over time, we were able to get enough supply. Um, but when they said sort of, you know, good luck or you can't use unless you know a patient has COVID, that, that was definitely scary early on. Mm-hmm. So as you said before, you were afraid to come home to your family and you were like, staring people with 
people dying right in the face. Um, how did you feel about coming home to them? Were you scared that you were going to give it to them? I think definitely early on, yes. So I would get home. I would essentially strip down in the garage, leave all my clothes and stuff there, uh, go up shower before I touch anything. And then, you know, would have to decontaminate the clothes and leave my shoes, everything in, in the garage. So I, I wouldn't bring it home. So that was definitely scary. You know, obviously, as we learned more and the surfaces thing became less of an issue, um, I was a little less concerned, but it was definitely uh, scary. So when COVID first came out, what, what did, how much, what was the percent that you thought you were going to contract it? And did you end up contracting COVID? So I actually never did end up contracting COVID. I was tested for antibodies, which was negative. Um, but I, I thought originally that I was definitely going to get it. Um, because in the office, I had patients who would come see me. People see cardiologists for chest pain, shortness of breath, which are also symptoms of COVID. So they would originally see me and, you know, I would do cardiac evaluations and, you know, they'd come back a week or two later and say, oh, doc, by the way, I forgot to tell you, you know, I can't believe I had COVID when I saw you. So uh, I'm still pretty impressed that I never got it. I think that's a credit that actually masks work. So I was wearing the mask the whole time. So. Mm-hmm. So other than wearing a mask, what other actions did you personally take to stay healthy? Um, I think the biggest thing was the mask in the hospital. I'd wear an N95 mask and another mask on top of it in the office. Always wore an N95 mask. Um, Seeing patients in the hospital also wore gowns and gloves. Um, So I think I was sort of diligent with that. So uh, those are the main things that we did. So as time progressed and there was rumors about vaccines being available soon. What was your initial reaction? I was just uh, so hopeful that they would come sooner than later um, because just knowing that the spread just kept getting worse and then, you know, after the first wave that we started in the second wave um, and that there was sort of, I couldn't see a way out without the vaccine. So I was just hoping that they would come as soon as possible. So talking about the vaccines, people are still very skeptical about it. So do you mind clarifying some of the possible rumors that are surfacing the internet? Yeah, so I think unfortunately, uh, the internet is a breeding ground of, of false information, but the vaccines are extremely safe and extremely efficacious. So they work, um, you know, the Pfizer and Moderna, 95% efficacy in terms of, you know, any kind of transmission, even Johnson Johnson, over 70%. But the biggest thing is they prevent people from dying and going to the hospital. And it's almost, you know, near 100% in terms of its efficacy there. I mean, the trials and even real world, real world situation, it's very high in terms of, uh, you know, there's a lot of people have false information about it's going to mess up with your DNA. Um, there's Bill Gates printing a trip, uh, chip inside you. And that's all sort of nonsense. In terms of the real life things, most people get, you know, aches, you know, maybe a fever, fatigue for a day or so, and then it goes away. The most recent thing in news has been the issue with blood clots, which specifically the Johnson & Johnson, uh, which is rare, you know, less you know, about one in a million chance for a specific subset of women. So I think risk benefit, it's definitely safe and everyone should get it. Yeah. So personally, I do believe in the vaccine and I did get it. Um, and the vaccine is a great thing. It's meaning that we're moving, that means that we're moving in the right direction. Um, so what do you, what are your thoughts about the future of the world and how long do you think we'll be wearing masks? So I think unfortunately COVID's not going away anytime soon. I think Although the U.S. has, you know, about 50% of its population vaccinated, um, we're 
much ahead of a lot of the world and a lot of particularly third world countries just have almost no p- people vaccinated. Um, so it's going to be, I think, you know, probably a couple of years before it's eradicated from the world. Um, in terms of masks, I think we're probably going to be dealing with masks till most of our population is vaccinated. And right now, kids, you know, younger than 16 aren't vaccinated yet. So if I had to guess, I'd say probably not till the end of next winter. So 2022, spring or summer, I think we're going to be wearing masks until then indoors. This past year, COVID has brought us pain and hardship, but it's also shown us that we can rise and work together to meet big challenges. I have much hope for the future, and I'm sure you all do too. Thank you for listening.